Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever gone on a trip in which you just did little or no planning? You just kind of went out? Lori and I, a couple summers ago, had two places that we had to be, and we had like a week and a half in between that had no plans. And we just really enjoyed that, because we just kind of traveled around and we just did whatever we wanted to do on whatever schedule we wanted to follow. We have a friend, Brad, no, Brad is his son, Bruce is the father, who planned out their vacation time in detail, down to the minute, in fact, as to when we were going to be someplace and what we were going to do. I could not do that. I don't do that even when I'm not on vacation. <laughs> but that was Bruce's style, and he did it. Several of us, and Pastor Vogelsang was one of those with me, went to India. And there was a group of pastors, and we were traveling in India, and we had no responsibilities for the schedule. Now, you take a group of pastors, and you put them in a foreign country and tell them that they have no responsibilities for the schedule when they are used to being responsible for schedules and timing and activities. And we all went nuts for about two days. And then we kind of decided, hey, this is pretty good. I wonder if I can get back, get away with this when I get back home. We couldn't. Jesus, in the Gospel lesson for today, calls Peter and Andrew and says, follow me. And to me, the amazing thing is, is that they do it. And the Bible says, immediately, at once they left their nets, and immediately they left the boat. The willingness they showed to do it is amazing to me, just that they would just do it immediately. What would I, would I be willing to do something like that? If Jesus were to come to me and say to me, uh, Tom, I've got a special project for you and you're gonna do this and it's gonna take some time, and it's gonna be difficult, would I just say, oh yeah, sure, why not? Mm -hmm. To be honest, I don't think so. Not immediately. I would have a whole series of questions that I would ask before I would just go and do it. And maybe we have to recognize that each day Jesus is actually calling us. Each day Jesus is saying to us, follow me. Follow me and I will make you fishers of people. Follow me, Jesus is saying to us. And he does that every day as we as believers live with him, and he is saying, continue to follow me. Maybe the question that we need to ask is, what would keep me from really following Jesus that way? What would keep me from, from doing those kinds of things and actually following away with him? I think sometimes it's fear. We're afraid. We're afraid of where God is going to take us and what he's going to do. Is he going to make us some kind of religious fanatic? 
What if he wants me to become a missionary to outer Mongolia? You know, I don't think I want to go. And what if God really causes me to lose my friends and to live a, a whole different lifestyle than I want to live? I, you know, what is that would all happen to me? And so sometimes it's fear. Do I have to give up all of my bad habits? When we are afraid to really give ourselves to God, it is because we do not understand the character of God. God loves us. And we need to realize how much he loves us. He loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross so that all of our sins could be forgiven. And that we could have life with God forever. And he gave up his son to do that for you and for me. That's how much God loves us. God is not some kind of cosmic killjoy who is going to take all the things he can do to make our life as miserable as he can. God wants to do everything possible to make you grow in your relationship with him. And since he loves you, he wants to give you good things. Psalm 138, we read, The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. That passage is telling us that even in the hard times, God is going to work out his plan for us. Even when we think things are going bad and things are struggling and and we're having a hard time, God is going to be there and working with us. Sometimes we get caught in the whole idea of fear because we have, that's number one, but number two is the short-term values that sometimes we develop. We have a short-term look on our things. You know, our goal in life is to have pleasure, to have fun. Or we want to have wealth, the lore of nice things. The one with the most toys wins. And so we look at ourselves and we want to have success. And we want to impress you with our position, our power, and our possessions. These things are not bad. But you cannot make them your life goal. Who do you want to fill up in your life so that you can live your life to the fullest? Is it going to be the possessions? your position, your power? Is that what's going to make your life fulfilled? Those are kind of short-term values that we have. And if you have those as your value system, your life is going to be short-lived because it's not going to last that long. If that is your goal in life, is to have as, many as much power and as much position and possessions as you can get, your life is going to get pretty lonely because it's not going to have God as a part of it. And this ultimate test of things is, what value does it have, and will that value last? Unfortunately, some people are afraid of following God because of their past failures. They messed up. They messed up as a kid, or as a teenager, or as a young adult. They messed up in their life, and they did things that were just wrong. 
And so they say, God couldn't use me because, because I've, I've done too many bad things. God couldn't accomplish that. It's amazingly how God has used people who have messed up in the past. Think of Joseph or Moses or Peter who was called by Jesus in our gospel lesson for today or Paul. If God's excluded people who had messed up in their lives, who had done bad things, all of those people, including you, would be excluded. God couldn't use us. But it's amazing how God uses people like us, people who have messed up in our lives, because we recognize how important it is to have a God who loves us, a God who forgives us, a God who gives us life forever. And how important it is that we have that kind of association with God. Past failures, God takes us and uses us anyway. God uses ordinary people to accomplish his goals. And if he didn't use ordinary people, nothing would get done. Sometimes, for those of us who are my age, you think, well, I'm too old. You know, God can't use me anymore because, because I'm just too old. I just don't have whatever it is that you think you ought to have. One of my favorite Bible passages is this one from Philippians. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We don't like to admit it, but sometimes we can become so self-absorbed in our lives that we don't seem to have any kind of room for God. And God's invitation to follow me is kind of cast aside and we say, no, that doesn't really fit. Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes, all man's efforts are for his mouth, that his appetite is never satisfied. I like that, thank you. you know, all my efforts are to fill my mouth, but my appetite is never, I always want more. I always want more. And that's the problem. If you are self-absorbed and you're only focused on yourself, you're always going to want more. You're always going to want something in addition. And it's never going to be enough. Follow me, Jesus says, and I will make you able to catch other people and make it good for them too. Jesus said, go into all the world and share the word with others, people. And that's really what he is calling us to be. Fishers of people, fishermen and fisherwomen people who go out and share God's word of God's message of love. He wants everyone to be caught, even us. <coughs> and he wants God, he wants his kingdom to be full. God wants everybody to be caught, even the unforgivable. You know those people. We hear about them on the news, that they do horrendous and terrible things. 
we study history and we know about those people who have, who have just been really, 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 really bad. And we say, God couldn't possibly forgive them because they are so bad. Well, if God used that criteria, none of you would be forgiven either. Because we were born in sin. And we've lived that way our entire lives. But God comes to us, and for many of us, through the power of baptism, made us his children. And God comes to us, as he will in a few moments, and gives us his body and blood for the assurance that we're part of his family and part of his kingdom, and that he loves us and cares for us. And God comes to us through his word and announces to us that our sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. And we do, but he says, I forgive you again. Maybe sometimes we get in that group and we want to place ourselves in that group that says, well, really I'm a pretty good person. And God, God really did a good job when he picked me to be part of his kingdom. God, God really, um, you know, God doesn't have a whole lot to forgive when it comes to me. Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? God loves you. And God forgives you no matter what it is. And you are not in the category, even if you want to put yourself there, of saying, God doesn't have much to do when it comes to forgiving me. God does it, and God forgives me. God wants us to be fishermen and fisherwomen because he died for all kinds of people. The purpose of this church is transformation. The purpose is to change people. And that is something that can only be done here on earth. When we get to heaven, we're not going to have to transform anybody because they will have already been transformed. If we want to use the analogy of fishermen, they've already been caught in heaven. So if we're going to be fishermen or fisherwomen, we've got to do it here on earth. We've got to do it now. Because that's where we are. And we want God to do it. And you know what? God is asking us to do it. God is inviting us to go fishing. And to catch, catch people who don't know Jesus. God is saying to each of us, Come follow me, and I will make you a fisherman, a fisherman. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the love that you have given to us, where you have let us know who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Thank you, Lord, for all the love that you give to us and for assuring us that we have been caught and are part of your kingdom. In your name we pray, and all God's children said, Amen. Would you please